0: Hey, mom friend, are you curious about gentle cesareans? Then you are in the right place. Whether a C-section is your only plan or not, today I will be talking about a fairly new and increasingly popular option in a C-section birth, and that is gentle cesareans. Have you ever heard of it? Maybe you have, but maybe you aren't sure what it entails or how to even go about it. In today's episode, we will be talking about gentle cesareans and the ways you can advocate for them in your birth with your provider that is within reasonable means. It's going to be great. If you have not heard, April is World Cesarean Month, which is why I am talking all about cesareans, but I am currently offering a 20% discount off my nine-week private childbirth education course for the whole month of April, as a thank you for listening. If you are new here, you might be wondering, well, What is that? <laughs> this nine week course is a private one on one coaching session where you get to work with me personally, and I will guide you through all things in your pregnancy, childbirth, and prepare you for your postpartum in the way that you want to. When you and your birth partner work with me in this course, you get to personalize and receive a well rounded educational experience. Based on your needs and your desires, you will be able to receive answers to all your questions and receive support up to six weeks into your postpartum. I only take a few mamas a month, so space and time is limited. Click my website link in the description of this episode, use the discount code, and register today. Now you might be thinking, wait, how do I know this is a right fit for me? Well, come find out. Let's still connect and do a one-on-one consultation for free. Just email cbecoaching at simplifybirthandmotherhood.com to schedule your free one-hour consultation today. Okay, so knowing all of that now, if you are still thinking that you just don't have time to take a class, I get it. You're totally busy, mom. Believe me, I understand. (laughs) But let me tell you that it is so worth it. Birth is one of your most impactful experiences that you will remember time and time again. And preparation can be the one thing that will cause you to remember your birth in a positive light that can unlock your God-given abilities, bring you confidence, reduce your fears, and help your birth partner know how to be there for you during the process. You will understand how preparing now in your pregnancy has the great blessing of empowering you in your motherhood journey. As you can tell, I totally want you there. So grab my hand and come with me. So don't hesitate because I totally want you to be prepared for your birth. So, with all that, let's get inside. Hey, Mama, welcome to Simplified Birth and Motherhood. I am Amanda. I am a wife and mom of four. I have had a hospital birth, unexpected C section, a few home births, and now I am a birth advocate, childbirth educator, and your cheerleader in the toughest hood of them all motherhood do you wish you knew what options were available to you when becoming a new mom or adding more to the mix are you ready to nurture and build up your mom gut so you can be more confident educated and bold in this podcast you will begin to understand find support and turn knowledge into power through education and resources for pregnancy childbirth postpartum and for the early years of motherhood If you are ready to get clarity to empower your birth and motherhood journey, then throw up your unbrushed hair, hike up your high-waisted pants, because sister, (laughs) I know you are wearing them. Put the baby in the ergo, and let's start feeding our God-given mom guts. See you inside. Hello. Okay, I am so excited about today's episode. There truly is so much that I can say about just this topic alone, but we are gonna just stay on track because I can easily go down all these little tiny rabbit trails and somehow in some way, find my way back, circle back around after like three hours later. But I'm not going to do that to you today. (laughs) So as you know, we're talking about gentle cesareans today. And as we have learned and talked about together last week is that cesareans or C-sections are becoming more and more common now than years pass. And this would include the number of repeat cesareans, meaning moms who have had cesareans in the past and the is kind of what they want to do now in their second birth and that is something we had talked about the reasons why people do that in our previous episode so if you haven't taken a listen to that go back and listen to it um it's a really great one but today it's just about cesareans and gentle cesareans (laughs) and how often the occur or cesareans occur varies from state to state and actually in some demographics it's much higher than others for example, Mississippi right now is currently the highest in the C section rate at 38.2%. California is at 30.5%, Texas, which is where I'm located, is at 34.7%, and we have Idaho, Alaska, and Utah being actually in the lowest in their C section rate in our United States nationally and that's in between about 22.9 in between 23.5%. So still a little high considering we want the national rate to be Below 15%. Some of these states are often doubled or maybe even more than that. Demographically, cesareans happen more in Black and Latino women than actually white women. And we are finding that unfortunately the rate continues to grow and probably will grow. But I think that the way that that is heading and we are hoping to see that it would head is that among these rates, there is a standard of care for a gentle cesarean. In most and hopefully in all hospitals. Gentle cesareans are considered to be a safe route when it comes to C-sections and have been shown no increase in adverse effects for mom and baby. It also has been shown that it's a feasible option and does not increase any Wound site infection. They are also known as natural cesareans. I mean, it's not really natural if it's a surgery, but um, they do provide a family-centered birth. It is a fairly new idea, and the concept is not really widely practiced in all settings. Like I mentioned, we hope that one day that will change. But hospitals who have practiced this are now offering it as basically like a standard care and practice when it comes to cesareans and repeat cesareans gentle cesareans are really no different in procedure than a traditional or conventional cesarean it just is the involvement of the patient and the requests that are made by you that make it a little bit more of a natural family-centered experience or some of the things that you would want in a regular labor and delivery room that you're requesting to have also in the operating room and all those studies have shown that gentle cesareans have been known to take about five minutes more, meaning longer in surgery, but they also do show that the recovery time is 15 minutes shorter. So it's kind of like a give and take, but you're you know taking a little bit more when it comes to recovery. Either way, a cesarean. So surgery is still being, it's still being performed. And at the end of the day, it's still a major abdominal surgery. The surgery is still the same, which means the incision is still made. Layers are cut and moved to the side. Certain organs are being protected and slightly shifted and moved. And there's really still a precise way of closing everything up. So, how a gentle cesarean comes into play, it's really an opportunity for you when you really have no other option but a C section, whether planned or unplanned. Unplanned would mean that you're in labor, you've tried everything that you can to adjust and to kind of problem solve the solutions that you're seeing with your labor and delivery. And then, pretty much, this is like your last resort. This is really the only solution that is going to solve the problem, which is this type of unplanned cesarean. So, a gentle cesarean also can be accomplished in cases like that as well. So whether planned or unplanned, to try to have the operating room, like I said, similar to the labor and delivery room. We see in a traditional cesarean that baby is born rather quickly after you get all the forms set up, all the hookups, etc. I mean, from start to finish, if everything runs smoothly and there's no complications, the process is really not that long. I mean, max, you're thinking like two hours. So you're laying flat on your back, most likely have your hands strapped to the operating tables. IVs are placed in your hands. Heart rate and blood pressure monitors are still placed on you for safety reasons, especially if you have the epidural. The curtain is placed between you and your view of your baby being born. The incisions are made. Suction happens. Baby is delivered and usually head first. There is also a possibility within all that that you'll feel some amount of pressure pulling tugging this is why a lot of moms get nauseated during the surgery for that reason alone but again it's temporary but you know that can cause some nauseating feelings the tugging and pulling and things like that so baby head will be taken out he'll be suctioned shoulders and bodies will Will be born cord will be cut and you get to see baby really quick but then once you see baby really quick baby is taken to be checked out wrapped in a blanket which takes about 10 minutes after birth and then hopefully baby will be placed on your chest or somewhere where you can see them and touch them whether it's cheek to cheek or chest to chest but in the meantime your placenta will be removed and you will get all closed up and wheeled off to the recovery room hopefully with your baby if there's no additional support that they need that requires them to go to NICU. If you want a little bit more of a in-depth detail about this type of surgery, I talk about this in our previous episodes. So if you want that, want to hear that, how it goes down, how they go about things, that is the episode to listen to. So with all that is happening in a cesarean, with a gentle cesarean, it is certain aspects of this process to be requested on your behalf in the operating room that are important to you in favor of the baby and will help you make the best out of this experience for the sake of birth perspective and trauma sake. One of the things they will do in a cesarean is they will almost try to mimic things that you would be able to have in a vaginal delivery room. And one of the things that they will do is that once baby's head is born, the operator will almost have this hands-off type of approach as the baby begins to breathe air into their mouth and into through their nose, and they will halt off for a few minutes to allow pressure from uterine contractions and mom's soft tissue to squeeze out baby's liquid out of their lungs. In a vaginal birth this happens while baby is traveling through the birth canal. Once baby has done that, what they will do is that they will let their shoulders be born and it's almost like they do it through their own way along with mom's contractions. And they do this through their own vigorous reflexes. But the OB in that time is just gently guiding baby out, gently supporting baby as they are doing this process. Because one thing we have to remember in a cesarean, whether planned or unplanned, it is not the worst case scenario, meaning the worst thing that could happen to us in our birth. And although it may feel like it, because of the emotional and mental and physical obstacles we face as mothers, especially when it comes to a cesarean. And especially when we don't plan for it, we're planning for one thing and then we didn't get the birth that we wanted. There really is truly a grieving process that goes with that. But it is also the fact that the risks kind of, they still do outweigh the benefits. We talked about this last time and this is why it shouldn't really be taken lightly. But with all of that, we can still make the best out of this. And I'm totally here for that. I'm totally here for you in that. This is why I am so for this gentle cesarean option, because cesareans happen for legitimate reasons or not. But in rare cases, they still do serve a purpose when it comes to a life saving and quality of life purposes. But also too, with the cesarean rate being so high and repeat cesareans still happening. And people who are having these cesareans and repeat cesareans, sometimes we find deep down inside are still wanting to have a vaginal birth, but they just can't this time around for whatever reason that may be. But they still are like, man, I really wish I would have been able to do this or I really wanted to have this type of birth. So gentle cesareans provide a little bit of that opportunity for them to have a little bit of a more gentle and natural experience, even though surgery is not necessarily natural, but it does allow them to have some peace, some type of say in it, which is great. And I will say that cesarean should not be performed based on the fear of childbirth itself, because it is not actually getting to the root of that problem or that fear. And studies show that women who are requesting even a elective cesarean or requesting a repeat cesarean are based solely on the fear of childbirth. And the caution is is that providers need to be quick to address that instead of not informing their clients of the risks that go along with the procedure. So since we can't change the surgery itself and how it is performed, then what are some of the things you can request? And that would cause you to have a gentle cesarean approach when it comes to just C-section birth. Well, the first thing that you can do is you can delay cord cutting clamping. You can request to have the placenta be brought out with the cord still attached and request for baby to be examined attached until it starts pulsating and or has turned white there are a lot of benefits for baby on this request alone but That's a different topic for a different day, (laughs) and we will be talking about that, so stay tuned. Or you can actually request dad to cut the cord instead of the hospital staff, so it gets them involved, which I think is great. I think that's like one of the things that my husband really enjoys doing. He likes cutting the cord, he likes weighing the baby, he likes doing those things. That's his way of being a part of the process, and that's really special to him, so you can definitely request to have that incorporated. I mean, most likely they will be there. They will have all the gloves, the gowns the hairnets, they'll be all suited up to be able to do that. So this request is not something that's an inconvenience to ask. So definitely would recommend if that's something that your husband wants to do or your partner, birth partner wants to do. um, These are definitely something that you can request. Also, another option that you can do is no separation between mom and baby throughout the rest of the surgery, but also that baby is not to be left alone or separated from someone else if mom cannot. There are cases where mom is under general anesthesia, which is rare, but sometimes that happens. So it doesn't matter if mom can or can't, not leaving baby alone, making sure that dad is right there talking to baby, hearing dad's voice or hearing mom's voice, or if mom is Completely awake. Baby is doing fine. He's showing signs of rigorous behavior the crying, the movement. His color is looking really good. Um, There's no additional suctioning that needs to be done. Mom should still stay with baby, physically stay with baby, meaning baby is with her in her arms. And then this would mean that while mom is still being stitched up and wheeled off to the recovery room. I remember this was something that I had during my cesarean, and looking back now, (laughs) I genuinely think. That without even knowing it, I did actually have a gentle cesarean because there were a lot of things at my birth that I was able to do cesarean-wise with my first. That didn't realize that that was a more better option than a conventional cesarean. So, um, the next is the ability to witness the birth. This would require a request to have a clear sheet to be placed in between you and the surgery that is happening, or if you can, have the curtain be pulled down so that you and your birth partner can witness this birth. This is also not for the faint in heart because you are going to see a lot of that, the incision, the blood, and things like that. But some people can handle that, so you can request for that. We are also seeing that mom is doing a assisted birth, meaning mom has her hands down to free to catch and reach baby down and assist baby out and to bring her straight or him straight to her chest. There are some issues that they is saying that this might not be possible or something that they want happening, whether there's substantiating evidence for it still isn't there. But the issue is that sometimes the operator or in the operating rooms, it can be debatable whether this is a sanitary reason, but studies are showing that there's no increased wound infection and things like that. It really is just up to the operator and whether or not they want to get out of the ritual of doing a traditional or conventional cesarean where mom is not completely active in this part of the procedure. You can have music to be played, have noise reduction, which means you can also tell them not to do shot talk. They are going to make a roll call. And we talked about this last time, what the responsibilities are, who they are, what is their profession? What are they responsible for? And that is not really something that you can avoid um, because we need to, they need to know what everybody is doing with their, <laughs> why they're there. Um, but you can also tell them like, hey, I don't want any like, you see the game last night? Or like, what are you doing tonight? (laughs) You know, you can reduce that. You can even reduce them. The nurse is even saying things that maybe they are trying to for the sake of comfort and reassurance. You can have that talked down to a minimum. I remember particularly, again, during my cesarean, I think they all knew that I was devastated that this was happening to me. (laughs) I don't think it was necessarily hidden. Because by what she had said, she's like, oh, don't worry, you know, I've had three cesareans and my recovery was great. And you know, she said it in a way of like, it's okay and I'm sure her intentions were fine but at the same time it was just more of like I don't care this is not what I wanted (laughs) you know so what you're saying is not really helpful to me But with that to be said, sometimes you can have those things reduced. Um, So that's what I mean as far as when it comes to no shop talk. You can also have lights be dimmed to a level that is reasonable. I mean, obviously it's not going to be this like twinkle light experience because they do need to see what they're doing. But you can maybe have some of these fluorescent like office lighting maybe somehow to be turned off maybe every other one or maybe just have the area that doctor is working at have those lights just be in. In those areas so doctor can see and bring baby out and things like that you can also maybe request to have your own birth gown meaning not wearing the hospital gown you can maybe bring something that will you know feel you a little bit more comfortable if that is permitted oftentimes it probably might not be but what i have read about this whole experience is that sometimes people are bringing in their own birth gown and things like that and knowing now knowing how things are now there's probably a cesarean birth gown out there that's a little bit more comfy a little bit more cute, something that makes you feel a little bit more better. Um, It's probably out there somewhere because, I mean, baby products and mom products have come a long way since 2015, which is when I had my cesarean. So probably available somehow in some way. You can also request immediate skin to skin, which means baby is placed on mom's chest immediately after birth and that all assessment and tests are delayed so that golden hour is achieved because you can still have golden hour, which is not common in the traditional cesarean procedure because usually baby is taken and looked at and assessed at birth. All these APGAR scores are taken within the few moments that they're born, but this skin-to-skin causes bonding to happen ASAP immediately. And this is beneficial to baby and mom because it helps regulate baby's body temperature, reduces cortisol levels in baby and mom, and helps improve the initiation of breastfeeding, which cesareans have a high chance of making that rather difficult to do and to start with. So the option too is to have less restrictive equipment, meaning not being strapped to the table The IV, the heart rate, EKG, blood pressure monitors are all placed in areas that allow the freedom of movement of hands. Sometimes these lines can be placed on your side. The EKG can be placed along your back or to be facing directions, meaning the cord is going in a direction that is not causing any restriction of your movement and hands and arms and things like that. So IVs can be placed in your non-dominant hand. Those things you can request to have because it's not as if you are asking not to have them because in a situation like this you have to have the iv you have to have the heart rate you have to have the blood pressure monitors those are things that you have to have in these situations but you can still request them to be put in less invasive and obtrusive ways You can also request the epidural or spinal block option. This is actually gonna take a little bit more planning and maybe setting up appointments because really the amount and what type of anesthesia varies from anesthesiologist to anesthesiologist. So if you can, I would recommend that you try to make an appointment with the anesthesiologist because essentially they are the ones who are kind of the top dogs in the operating room besides the operator. But they are the ones who will give you the type of pain blocking numbing medication and how they the medication that they blend together to be able to accomplish that also varies from anesthesiologist to anesthesiologist and sometimes what they will do in these traditional cesareans is the anesthesiologist will give out drugs and things like that towards the end of your surgery to kind of relax you a little bit to take the edge off but sometimes in this case what ends up happening this is where mom gets really sleepy and really tired and I just remember feeling like that once my son was born I was holding him and you know we were having this good you know chest skin-to-skin breastfeeding moment, which I was very thankful for that he <laughs> latched on super quick. But I just remember feeling like I'm just so tired. I want to go to sleep. So you can ask them to maybe have a level in which doesn't make you do that maybe have a little bit more control over that so that you can be a little bit more alert in your recovery. Another thing that you can request for, which a lot of moms don't really know that they can do this, is you can ask for vaginal seeding to be done. So vaginal seeding, when baby is born vaginally, as they pass through the birth canal, they're actually being exposed to this, this good vaginal bacteria. And this good bacteria is very vital to their gut health and microbiome. And in a cesarean, they truly do miss out on that. So with vaginal seeding, what they do is they can take a cotton swab of around your vaginal area and things like that, and they can wipe it all over baby's eyes, nose, and mouth. This is how your baby will get that good bacteria. And the way which baby is born plays a huge role in this gut microbiome, gut immunity, setting them up for those things like that. And we'll talk more about that in the new future when it comes to the method of being born and all those things. But vaginal seeding can actually be done if you request it. You can also, a request for a doula or a photographer to be present and any immediate postpartum options can be delayed just like as if you had a vaginal birth. So anything that you don't want happening in the postpartum recovery or that you do really want, some things that are non-negotiable, some things that you are, no, this is a make or break for me or for sure, no, for sure, yes, we want those things. All those things that you would traditionally do in a vaginal birth, you can still request those things as you are in recovery for a cesarean birth. So it's not like you give those things up (laughs) once you do that. And if you are having a planned or cesarean, unplanned cesarean, all these things should be discussed with your provider beforehand. And it's not because you're asking for permission, but you are seeing what is possible, what resources can be available to you, what your provider can do, what they're willing to do based on their beliefs, hospital resources, and what are reasonable in your circumstance. And if you don't sit well with that, or if that's not something that you they can do for you, or your provider is not going to let you do a gentle cesarean, go find somebody who can. There are doctors out there who are doing this because they know how much it does benefit and create an experience for mom that is they are seeing a lot of great satisfaction with because you rather know what they are going to do and what they're okay with doing now than just assume that they're gonna let you and either be a deal breaker for you and you will also know what you can do and work around to still have the birth experience that you want, even if this is your only option. So you're gonna have to ask questions like, have you ever heard of a gentle cesarean? What are some obstacles or requests that I have about it that are going to restrict me or restrict my requests based on hospital standards or procedures? You're also just going to want to ask what they think about it. (laughs) I mean, just you're going to have to ask questions. I am somebody who is not not going to ask questions. That is like my number one thing that I tell people is like, well, did you ask? Just ask questions. These are things that this is how we communicate. This is how we know. Don't go in assuming these, these, This is how we know, just asking questions. So you should also include this on your birth plan, whether or not you are at the hospital, birth center, home birth, or you don't end up being transferred or just in case you are transferred. You can put these things down on paper to still tell them this is what I'm going to do. And you can request for these things by using phrases like in the event of a cesarean, I want... Blank. So on your birth plan, you will need to have language that c- communicates what you request to be done for you and your baby in the event that things don't go according to plan. Or there is isn't a case an emergency where you cannot speak for yourself. Or there is a case where you know it does end up in a cesarean because you can still have a gentle cesarean and plan for one and have it on paper as if if this is what happens, last resort, we've tried everything and this is what it needs to be done. This is how I want to go about it. I want to go about it in a gentle, peaceful, calming way. But a little side note on birth plans, just make sure that you have a few copies readily available (laughs) and make sure that all, any hospital staff that is taking care of you, that they have actually received one. So whether plan or unplanned, the benefit of doing this is that it requires planning. So this means taking a childbirth education class that teaches you about cesareans, whether or not you're planning to have one, even if you're planning on having a natural birth. This is something worth learning and this is why I've created that nine-week course for you to prepare you and to educate you for your plan A but also to educate and prepare you for plan B or in the case that things don't go according to your original plan and how you can roll with it and still make it the best experience possible because it does not matter what option you choose. It doesn't matter if things happened. We are going to make sure that you are going to have the best experience possible and the interesting thing about planning is that a study was done on two different groups in 2018 of low-risk women that were scheduled for an elective cesarean. One went through a traditional standard c-section and another group went through what they call and what we're talking about today a gentle cesarean. Each couple was given the same three questionnaires, one prior to delivery, two to five days after delivery, and six weeks into their postpartum. And they assess the family's expectations, fears, and satisfactions prior and after c-section. And And the study showed that the group one, the one that had the elective cesarean, felt less involved in the childbirth experience. But they showed in group two that less fear of childbirth after delivery was there than prior to delivery. And the result also concluded that a gentle cesarean may help achieve the satisfaction around cesarean. So Why? Why did this happen? Because it allowed them to feel more connected to the birth process. And that's what gentle cesareans do. This is why it says gentle cesareans may achieve the satisfaction around cesarean or the idea in the procedure and the process of cesareans because it allows you to feel more connected to the birth process. Just because this might be your only option or something that ends up happening to you in birth doesn't mean you have the right to give up an active participation. You still have a say, it's your birth, you still are the boss. And when you have this active participation, which comes through planning and things like that for childbirth and in childbirth, it gives us a sense of empowerment and the belief that in postpartum, we can do it. And that is the satisfaction in birth we get, knowing how we could do it. We did it and knowing that we will do it over and over and over again. We see our strength, we see our problem-solving skills, we see that with our hands and our wisdom and all the things that we've been learning and preparing for, this is the moment and we are doing it. So how we prepare or go in prepared with a birth plan is important and helps us feel more connected to that process. Gentle cesarean also helps bring a positive perspective on cesareans because sometimes they get a bad rap. I mean, I'm not Going to lie, they do have a bad rap, and really, like we had mentioned, and why I will say over and over and over again is the risks do outweigh the benefits. I mean, this is some things, and they do sometimes often don't set up success for us in motherhood, but this is also due to lack of education, lack of being informed, and lack of not understanding what it really entails. And although we are still having a surgery when it comes to gentle cesareans, the risks and the benefits are still there. Because we are having a surgery, but knowing that we have this option of a gentle cesarean to kind of heal that and to bring a different light to the fact that cesareans can actually be a beautiful moment for women and beautiful moment for us as moms and for families. But knowing that we have this option or that we can still have certain aspects at our birth that matter to us show and show us that birth can still be compassionate, beautiful, peaceful, graceful, and healing because sometimes cesarean bring on a lot of trauma for moms, especially when you are not planning on having one and especially when you are planning on having a totally different birth in the way that it went. But this gentle cesarean, if we are going in for a repeat cesarean, almost brings this like healing aspect to it because we have had this time to prepare and to be active in this and to also prepare our minds mentally. So meaning having a good positive perspective on it. And just because you've had a cesarean or have to have another one and another one doesn't mean that you have failed at all. You are still just as much as a mother who has birthed their own child like the rest of us. And this is not the worst case scenario for us as mothers. And gentle cesareans help us have that mental peace of knowing that, okay, I can still have these things, the things that I wanted or the things that I do want, I can still have them. It can still be a really great experience for me. And we can't go into thinking that it's not going to be. And we can't let that drive us in our motherhood as well. When we are dealing with trauma and because unleft trauma obviously does not help us in the long run when it comes to our parenting, but it almost with this gentle cesarean option it almost kind of heals that and it almost tells us that everything is going to be okay and that we can still have the birth that we want, or there's things about that birth that we can still have because we don't have the option to have our baby be born in the labor and delivery room. They have to be born in the operating room. And gentle cesareans is an improvement on this surgical experience and can oftentimes help us with the trauma of it, even if it is unplanned or planned. Gentle cesarean also, too, capitalizes on bonding. I think this is a lot of times what moms feel that they miss out on when it comes to This experience is sometimes moms say, I couldn't stay awake or I don't remember it or, you know, just everything happened so fast. It was just like bang, boom, next thing you know, I was in the operating room or I didn't even know that I could have these things to improve the bonding experience. And so this is what gentle cesarean does. It capitalizes on that and that is in itself what a lot of women love and what I think is healing in itself because it emphasizes the family to have the ability to enjoy the first family moments. This bonding is happening when we do the immediate skin-to-skin, immediate initiation of breastfeeding. The golden hour is being, taking advantage of, it's being accomplished, and that is when baby is the most alert, active, and eager to latch. It's not this, been there, done that, rush, hush, let's get you over here, let's go do this, let's go do that. It's time to take it slow. And what we are reading about these gentle cesareans is that even though it does add a little bit more time, it has been shown to be totally okay. The fact that it's taking a little bit more time than a traditional cesarean, but we're slowing down the moment. We're slowing down the time. We're taking in every moment and gentle cesareans help us to be able to do that. So I think this is a great option for anybody and for all people to prepare for and just knowing that even if to you, this would be your last option, something that you want to avoid going into your birth, this is still a really great option to plan for, to learn more about, or even if you know that you can't necessarily have a vaginal birth due to placenta previa, those types of things, this is still a really great option and something that we can definitely prepare and plan for, talk to our provider about. So love it. Love this option when it comes to cesareans because, I mean, why wouldn't we choose this option over something that is very traditional, very ritual, something that's very sterile, those types of things. Why would we not choose to try to make it better? or to let us have the best experience possible. Well, mama, this is all I have for you today when it comes to gentle cesareans, and it being the month of April and World Cesarean Month, we still have one more topic to talk about, and that is VBACs, or vaginal birth after cesareans, and HBACs, home birth after cesareans. So I will see you there next time, and I hope today encouraged you to consider this option to better your experience. Until next time. Hi again. Thank you so much for listening to this great episode. If you had learned something today, please make sure you leave a review in Apple Podcasts and share with another mom friend. Also, pop on over to our private Facebook group, sign up for our email list, and connect with me on social media, which are all linked in the description of this podcast. I can't wait to see you over there and connect with you. Now go listen to your mom gut, because wisdom will guide you, and chances are it won't let you down.